It's falling below a major milestone for the first time. 11.35, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We're talking about TV viewing. Yeah. Fell, uh, what, less than 50% of viewing? Is traditional TV? Yeah. So if you if you take uh, broadcast and cable, Wall Street Journal had this article, and I think cable is now something like twenty nine percent, and broadcast over the air television is now twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Together, those make up public school math participant here, but under fifty percent. I think it's very close. I think it's something like forty nine forty nine point six. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and. So that means the now the majority of viewing is essentially streaming based content. Yeah. And I think this is a great example of how and you know this because you've been in management on the radio side for years, but you also worked in television when you have something that is governed, period, much less overseen by the federal government. You have to move in a very clunky, or you're forced to move in a very clunky, slow type of response. It's the same thing that happened to a lot of terrestrial radio in the mid-2000s when the digital download stuff was becoming prevalent Mm -hmm. in satellite Mm -hmm. radio. Because, again, you were forced to interact and get approved by whatever you desired to do by the federal government that other than places like WIBC, which has a loyal, very hardcore, long-standing audience that seeks something they can't get anywhere else, which is local talk radio, the radio industry has struggled. Same thing with television. When when you are dealing with the streamers, the Netflix, the, the Hulus, the whatever, they play in a much different sphere than over-the-air television does, and quite frankly, you're seeing the demise of television much the way the terrestrial radio industry has really struggled. It's happening at a pretty fast pace, too. I mean, we've been talking about it for more consistently over the past year, how quickly it's happening to broadcast television. Uh, Suits, by the way, the most watched show on streaming last month. Hammer was talking about yes. how he's been binge watching that, so he was on that trend early. What was what, what, you were you were gone? Kev obviously was here. Was this when Ethan was here? I think we had a something prompted this sort of conversation. I forget how we got on it, but we were to oh, it was Rogan. We were talking about why Rogan is so popular, and one of the reasons, and I don't think this is the only reason, but Rogan talks the way regular dudes talk around a bar. Now, I'm not saying the key to success on terrestrial radio is everybody being able to drop F-bombs left and right, but let's face it. There are limits Mm -hmm. on this radio station. What we can say. What we can say. Mm -hmm. And the Federal Communications Commission, I think, has, in many areas, failed to keep up with what is now considered decency in society. And let's face it, you and I are very, and Kev, are very aware and we are hyper aware to the point we always err on the side of caution, Mm -hmm. which if edgy and forward moving and is what people are seeking in the sense of whether it's Barstool or it's Outkick or it's Rogan, we are fine because we do a lot of local content that if you care about state or local politics, you're not going to get that anywhere else but here. There is no what we do on the internet. So WIBC has always been, will be 
will be fine. And we figure out nobody could have done the segment we just did but us, Casey. Nobody could have figured out a way to make the unhinged Secretary of State candidate who sent spent 10, 11 months seething about the fact that she got called an on-demand abortion advocate Mm -hmm. funny the way we did. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. But terrestrial radio, the rest of it that's not hyper-local, is bound by these same restrictions, and they don't have the benefit of being the the only thing. And so I think that's why people have gone more and more to television's the same way. You get compelling content on streaming, right. hyper-focused content that you can't get kind of anywhere else. Well, and Netflix and YouTube have grown to record highs. They're up to 38.7% of all total TV viewing. So broadcast television falling and the streaming clearly is going up. I think part of that, though, has to do with uh, people's schedules and times. They can pick it when they want to watch it. You know, we've talked about how local news yeah. and sports are the only things that you're going to go to your broadcast television for. Because the day because la- they're telling you when it's going to air. The day later, or in many cases, you're right, with breaking news or sports, an hour later, it's old, right. it's old unusable content. Right. And, and they're setting the schedule. But when it comes to dramas and comedies or anything else you're going to binge, that's on your time and you get to pick. It's a convenience thing. But do you really think that it is the language, sometimes the salty language of people like Joe Rogan, the curse words, that that's the appeal? Because... Well, well, Kev is better to answer this, and I know he did last week or two weeks ago or whenever it was we had this conversation, because I'm not a Rogan consumer, but you are. Why is it that you consume Joe Rogan? Uh, It's just long-form, free-flowing conversations Mm -hmm. that are very natural, Mm -hmm. and they cover a variety of topics that I think a lot of people are thinking about right. anyway. And th- and this is, so to come back to our industry, and we love every single sponsor we have, and we would not eat without them, and everyone should visit every single sponsor that we have and tell them Kendall and Casey sent you. They're wonderful. They're amazing. But we, unlike Rogan, mm-hmm. we have nine, eight minutes, whatever it is, and we've got to play some announcements so that we all eat, and luckily we do a good enough job, and people love our sponsors that they sit through those announcements. You're right. For people like Kev and that millennial generation, yeah, that I think to because Kev is the demo, right? Kev is a young professional for Rogan. He's uh, he, he, he's you know late twenties. He's a professional. He has disposable income. He is attuned to politics, but not in the sense of he lives it and breathes it every single day. And he's interested in a variety of topics. And you have to have that long form ability, which a lot of terrestrial radio doesn't have. And so to bring that back to television. They're supposedly going to be putting Yellowstone on CBS this fall, like replays of Yellowstone. I have no idea how they're going to make that show work. And everybody who hears my voice now knows what I'm talking about. If you've ever tried to watch, like the movie Old School was on the other day I saw on cable, and every other word is bleeped out or or whatever, that movie doesn't work. It just the movie itself doesn't work. Yellowstone is not going to work on over the air broadcast television. It's not made for broadcast. So I so I don't know what the answer is unless the federal government on TV and radio alike is willing to just start making some major changes. Let's face it. We are still governed by things that happened in the 1940s when Orson Welles did War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. Correct. 
I, when I owned my radio station, I used to, you know, because you'd always have to fill out this paperwork every year and, uh, you know, keep these files and that and blah, blah, blah. And I used to just sit there and go. You're talking about the public files? All, yeah, just all sorts of well, that stuff. Well, and I think there's something else interesting going on because the FCC has now um, changed their emergency alert system yeah. to now show up on people's cell phones. Here. And that used to be kind of the, like, the radio is the last line of defense. And one of the big benefits of radio was that it doesn't take uh, a room full of engineer. I mean, you can yeah. f- fix anything in the studio with duct tape. You can MacGyver it, you know? Here's a per, and you just hit on a perfect example, and I know we got to get to a break. I'll end with this, about how when government is in charge of something, it stymies creativity, and that's why the industry is hurting, because you just hit on the perfect thing. When I owned my radio station, I had a perfectly working EAS system. Mm-hmm. It was an older system, but it worked perfect. And there was nothing wrong with it. It would transmit the the message, all the required things. You'd get a paper trail. It would print out a receipt. You had it for your records. Hey, we've transmitted the message, blah, blah, blah. So if the FCC were to show up, we're, we're in full compliance. Midway through me owning that radio station, and this must have been, I don't know, I want to say 2012, 2013. I may be off by a year or two. We get a memo from the federal government that all EAS systems must be updated mm-hmm. to be able to be accessed via the internet and if you do not have that, you have to buy a new EAS system. And now you have to go from one working weather radio, which transmits the signal. For the, I'm doing insider baseball here, but the people who don't know, there is one primary area from which an EAS will alert from, and then all the stations are required to carry it. Yep. And all the stations work There's together. There's like one main EAS. Yeah, yes. They send it out. All the other stations pick it up exactly. and repeat it. Well, now, under that new thing, you had to have two of these, and you had to have two working radio mm. weather radios for to pick up two different stations. And this new EAS system was like a $3,000 purchase, and it was all of this rigmarole to get it hooked up, to make sure it was working. You had to bring an engineer in. Financially, not the end of the world, but it was the t- for individual station owners, which I was and m- thousands of other people are, the time, the effort, the expense. You have created something that was not a problem and you have made it a problem and you took away all the time and attention and resources we could have done to do other compelling things. We had to make sure you, federal government, mm-hmm. were in compliance. And I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is such a great example of why broadcast television and terrestrial radio other than places like this are totally getting left behind because of outdated government bureaucracy bullcrap.